0: You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. What's going on, film family? It is one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by my brother, the prodigal one, Mr. JB himself is in the building. What's going on, bro?
1: It is I, it is I, the second half of the film, bros, the prodigal one, JB, the rotund of the two.
0: <laughs> and we are here this week. We will be reviewing Vampires vs. the Bronx, which is a just a fun Netflix movie. Me and JB haven't talked about it. I actually wasn't even sure if JB got to finish it before we started recording. So we have not talked about this film at all. But before we get into any of that, bro, we really have just one big piece of news. If you got anything else you want to talk about, we can definitely add it in. But um, the owner of Regal has confirmed that they're going to be shutting down again um, until the beginning of, t- of 2021 with uh, No Time to Die, Black Widow, all the other big releases that were coming over the next couple of months went ahead and they rescheduled again. They're just going to go ahead and shut down. Um, I think Regal is the second or third largest theater chain. I know AMC is the biggest. Regal, I think they said second, second after AMC. Cinemark probably after that. Um and so what do you make of this new for, for all intents and purposes bro I, I think amc just because of the money that they've lost they may try to stay open a little bit longer maybe keep the classes going a while um cinemark which is marcus theaters which is the closest one to me i just i don't know bro i see that if if with a chain this big closing down i see it's probably going to be a couple of weeks before everyone announces the same thing uh probably try to get through october maybe but everybody's going to probably close down and recoup. That means a lot for, like, people losing their jobs again, who work in the theaters, but what do you think about all this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for the industry itself, and I feel bad for the... Just like every other industry, I mean, that's getting hit with this. I feel bad for the workers. I feel bad for uh, us as viewers. I want to go out and watch things, and I feel like the and I, I know this is going to sound really harsh but I really feel like these these movie guys the AMC's the Cinemark's the Regal's have let us down cuz I feel like they could have thought of of ways to kind of you know we we're nobodies and we kind of did, thought of ideas. You know, you mentioned uh, uh, doing a drive-through thing. The other day, I was I was reading some uh, news, and there is a movie theater, and I don't remember what state it was to be honest with you. But they're doing great—not great in terms of like how you normally do, but they're bringing in revenue. And how are they doing it? Yeah. They're showing movies, older movies, but they're they're not doing single tickets. You're renting out the entire movie theater like the entire screen. Yeah. And so they're charging you, I think it's like 300 bucks or something, but it's cool because it, you have, you know, I think they, it's like for, I think for 20 people, it's $300. So if you do the math, it's like, you know, you know, what is it? 10, 15 bucks, something like that. yeah. And you bring 20 of your closest friends slash family members you watch a movie, you you it's just the whole experience, and it's fun, and they've been getting in revenue. Obviously, not revenue like before, but they thought of a, a different avenue to bring in income. And I honestly don't think they're going to shut down. I have to look it up to see what it is, but I feel like these bigger ones should have thought of something like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is it, it sounds good on paper, right? But the thing is, is like how if they're not actively selling, running out those screens, yeah, they can they can present it as an option. But you know we don't know the sales numbers. We don't know how profitable that's been because you still gotta have people. You still gotta have staff there. You gotta get the projectors going, uh, set up all that. If if not too many people are taking advantage of that, I can see why they it's not it's not being profitable. But now, for example, me and you, let's say me and you lived in the same city with our families, with our friends. I would absolutely say, hey, let's run out of the theater and go watch and do for the finals for our family. Your brother, you know, me, my family, whatever. Let's do that. Um but just there are still a lot of people bro who are terrified at the concept of going and let's keep in mind too california and new york two of the biggest places for theaters still aren't weren't reopened during this so it's like i can understand it i can understand
1: it yeah i i think it's it's definitely a fine line but at the same time there are people who are who are going out. I mean, myself um, in the last month, I went to Disney twice. I went to animal kingdom and Epcot uh, last week. I went to animal kingdom uh, two weeks before that. I went to Epcot. And while Disney is not, uh, not at a hundred percent capacity, they're like 70% capacity. I'm pretty sure they were maxing out that 17% because it still looked like a decent crowd. Not as much as usual, but there are people that still want to go out and entertain because people are only going to take so much of being inside, but it really sucks to see. But Hopefully, we see some good movies come out through streaming. Uh, the movie we're going to be reviewing today that's out of streaming. So I hope the streaming side kind of builds up, and and you know we get some good content coming out of that because it's all it's streaming or nothing at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, 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 I... You know, luckily, we, we're we going to have plenty of content, whether, you know, movies come out or whatnot. A lot of stuff is moving to streaming. Uh, one of the movies I think me and you both saw the trailer for, we're pretty excited for, Uh, uh Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. I think that's going to streaming now December 20th, which that's kind of the perfect movie uh, to do that on. Bill and Ted saw pretty good um, numbers as well on streaming. You know that's nostalgia. One thing that I do want to point out though, and that we could talk about before we uh, get off into anything else, is that uh, Tenet did cross three hundred million worldwide. Only forty five million of that's coming from the U.S., so that shows how strong that movie is. And the fact that anyone who's doubting Nolan is still a factor. But overall, this it sucks, bro. And uh, you know, I was excited as hell to get back to movie. Did you know me? I like I told you every friday for almost 20 years of my life i was in somebody's movie theater seeing some type of movie so this it it sucks it really does suck but you know it is what it is
1: yeah here you just gotta kind of move on and hopefully this shit goes away at some point but remains to be seen for right now
0: yeah yeah for sure what do you think um so let's say uh uh theaters all close again right when they reopen when it comes time to reopen a m c has already we've talked about it already said that they don't they weren't they didn't think they could survive even when they thought movie theaters were going to be reopened from now until you know until whenever How many theaters do you think actually reopen Let's say twenty twenty one which everybody is magically like this twenty twenty one thing COVID, is, as of right now is still going to be as big of a thing then as it is now, but let's just say something happens a flip switch twenty twenty one February March we start getting movie theaters reopened, we start getting blockbusters come back out. Do you think that we're going to have how how many screens of percentage do you think are just not going to be able to reopen? Because I think it's going to be as high as twenty five, thirty percent.
1: Yeah, I think I think all the big guys are going to be open. The AMC's, the Regals, the Cinemarks, Landmarks, et cetera. But I don't think they're going to be at 100 um, percent locations and they're not going to be 100 percent capacity in those locations. And I think the smart move here is I mean, we're both financial guys the best strategy here is just open up the, the When this does reopen, open up in your big markets, your New York's, your Chicago's and the bigger markets. And um, obviously they have the numbers, they know where their big markets are. Cause w- there may be a small market in our heads, but on paper and financials, they do well in that. It- Cause it's not only about numbers, it's more about profit, really. Who gives a shit about how many people go there? It's what's the most profitable. So. Open up your most profitable locations in your, your your biggest markets and then go from there. And I think that's the strategy they should all be using, really. Definitely, definitely. So with that being said, to answer your question, I, I would say at least I would say they'll open up at least 50 to 60 percent. I don't see it being under under 60 percent. Uh, I'm sorry, under 50 percent, because then at that point, it's like, how profitable are you if half your locations are closed?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll. I guess that remains to be seen, man. This is going to be interesting to see how this affects movies forever and how that changes because i uh you know somebody we both watched john campy had a topic on his show and i don't want to distill it or whatever but i do kind of want to just mention it is that will box office numbers ever be the same In, in the sense that even if every theater reopened today we are people are so traumatized now by the concept of going out in public in large groups do we see the box office ever like it's it's gonna be years before it returns to, to what it to what it did before? What do you think?
1: I, I think box office numbers will go back to normal. It, the, the when is the question because uh, eventually this is gonna this is going to this is not the first time we've had something like this. I'm not saying we uh, I'm not talking about the flu or something, but even if you want to go back uh, eighty years, hundred years, there have been things that have impacted the country and impacted the world, mm-hmm. and as a society we've come back from it. So I think we'll come back from this later on. There may be a vaccine and whatever else they have going on, and I think little by little we'll start. To see things go back to normal again, I don't know when that will be. Well, I, I, I mean, the inside of me says after the election is over, by the time like November, December, January come around, things will start getting normal. That's the conspiracy theory in me. But once all it is said and done, and the, the you know the, the smoke has has cleared, mm-hmm. I do think we'll go back to normal. I just don't know when that will be.
0: Uh, you, you're you're less of a pessimist than me because I I don't think we're going back to normal anytime soon. Um, last piece of news uh, before we get into the actual review. Uh, I don't know if you we we've never talked about this movie, but. Somehow, during this pandemic, Sasha Baron Cohen filmed a sequel to Borat that's releasing. Film, I gotta challenge edited... you. what's the name of the movie? I don't. Is it what, just Borat 2? Is it does it have a more of a name than that? Nah, bro. You talk. I'll look up the name of the movie. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. But a sequel to Borat's coming, uh, coming directly to streaming, uh, and I think it's releasing this month, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what do you make of like filming a se- and then like the the trailer for it? COVID is very much a part of this movie. What do you think? of like somebody filming a mo- not only filming a movie during a pandemic but then this being able to be kept a secret like this is we live in a time and age where nothing is kept secret anymore so this is Really surprising that was been able to keep secret this long. What do you think, bro?
1: Yeah, I'm 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 excited. I remember when Borat um came out originally. I went to the movie theater to see it, and I, at this time, um, Sasha uh, what's his name, Sasha Baron Cohen was really big. He was doing the Ali G. I don't know if you ever seen the Ali G stuff. Love, and, come on
0: now, bro. I lived overseas. I love Ali G.
1: Yeah, so he was doing a lot of good things at that at that point. So um, I'm really happy to see this come out. Like you said, I mean, in this day and age, um to keep something a secret is crazy with the internet or whatever, so the fact that they're able to pull that off is crazy, but let me just let you know mm-hmm. what the name of the movie is. Okay. It, it's called <clears throat> Borat Subsequent Movie Film colon, Delivery of Prodigus Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit One's Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. That's the official name of the movie.
0: Well, the, uh, the ori- original name of the original Borat was Borat Cultural Learnings of America for some, 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 some. so that it's on burn.
1: Yeah, so it, it. I immediately remembered. Don't be a menace to South Central. Water like King Juice in the hood. hood. Yeah. In terms of length.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know you like that length. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take a break. Say MBK. <laughs> I replied <at> MBK. <laughs> we're gonna take a uh, a break. I'm gonna play the trailer for the movie we're gonna review. We'll catch you guys right.
1: Pop y'all should girl Gloria come in at you live. If you see a kid that's riding a bike two sizes
0: too big for him, that's this little man trying to save the neighborhood. And speaking of saving the neighborhood, what's up with all these missing person flyers?
1: Yo, check out the courthouse. They're turning it into apartments? Y'all know how this starts. Them white people with canvas bags, that's always the first sign.
0: Hey, what you doing down here, bro? late to fight back now. We are going to wipe you out like the vermin you are. We got vampires
1: in the Bronx. Nobody gonna care that Slim disappeared? Why? Cause he's a
0: gangbanger? Nah, homie. Cause he's from the Bronx. Like us. There's a lot of things happening in this neighborhood right now. Keep your eyes open. Alright. Yo, that was mad vague, dog. What do you uh, do for work? Real estate.
1: Are you seriously out at night when you know there's a couple of vampires running around? We're going to need some garlic and some wooden steaks like right the hell now.
0: Going to the nest and take out every last one of them.
1: One night with you guys and I already have vampires and thugs trying to kill me. Ah! Vampire, go!
0: All right, bro. So I know I caught an audible. We were originally supposed to review a movie called Haunt that I had seen on Shutter. that was, for a streaming movie, really good. Surprised me. Uh, we're going to be reviewing basically all horror movies this whole month. But then this movie came out, and I'm sitting around, bored. I put it up on TV, and I'm just like, I really would like to talk to my brother, ab- talk to my brother about this movie on the film frequency, bro. So like, what did you, hey, had you heard about it before I brought it up to you? And then general thoughts on the movie.
1: So- I hadn't heard about it. I saw, I saw it like on the, you know, when you flick through, uh, flick through movies, and I saw it came up "Vampire Versus the Bronx." But mm-hmm. when you see a movie called "Vampire Versus the Bronx," unlike you, I'm, I was, I'm like, oh god, damn, no, it's a pass, skip. So I did see it. I just hadn't heard anything about it until I finally watched it today.
0: Mm-hmm. See, well and that's the thing i had heard about this movie coming before it actually released on netflix and in what i heard immediately they compared it to attack the block i'm i mean you i've asked you about it. i know you haven't seen attack the block it's one actually jim uh john boyega from star wars His his first movie uh when he was still a kid that released in the mid 2000s or whatever um and once it was compared to that i'm like okay this is this could be great or it could be a complete disaster. Um, so I I was like fuck it I wasn't doing any, I was literally sitting around and I was like I'm not doing anything it's not like it was must see TV like I was waiting for it to be released but not doing anything it's on there I'm gonna watch it um, the cast of this is uh, you know no kid that I had that I've personally seen in anything else um, as far as like famous people Method Man uh, Mero from Jesus and Mero a podcast that then blew up and everything is in this as well but this is for the most part. There's a lot of unknowns are or, or not major commodities in film. Uh, what did you think about the cast in this movie?
1: Yeah, um, I do have to give a um I do have to give a shout out to the character who um is named Frank, who's played by uh, Shea Wingham. Um, for those who don't know, he was the brother on uh boardwalk empire. Uh, I forgot the name of the, the uh, main character on boardwalk empire. Mm-hmm. He was the brother. So, um, boardwalk empire is a really good TV show. If you haven't seen it, definitely check that out in some um, 1920s, uh, gangster thing. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the cast for the most part is pretty green, but I think the cast did a freaking great job, um, from the three, the three leads, the three kids mm-hmm. and, um, You know the vampires and um, the name of the I forgot the name of the deli guy. I think his name was mm, Tony. They all I liked every character in this in this film. I enjoyed all of them. And I'll be honest with you, ten minutes into this movie, Mm -hmm. I was like, "This motherfucker did this to me again." (laughs) Why would he pick a stupid ass movie like this? And honestly, bro, as the movies go on and on, I'm trying to find things to hate this movie Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and dislike it and honestly never really came
0: you know what this reminds me of and this may get me crucified because it's it's a cult classic but this put me in this it's like a modern day fright night
1: yeah i've seen people online make that um assumption i compare it to and you're gonna be like what but just take the vampire aspect out of it Mm -hmm. and then you'll see where i'm coming from it sort of reminded me of crooklyn while this movie was Modern times, mm-hmm. I personally got an '80s '90s vibe from it, with because nowadays kids aren't hanging. To me, kid um, that I see, kids aren't hanging out in the streets and 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 and, and like like how they were. That's more of an '80s and '90s thing and going to the deli. And the another reason why I love this movie, mm-hmm. New York. For those who don't know, I'm from New York, and it's very near and dear to my heart. So when I was seeing this. So many things were giving me nostalgic memories. Like, they had the kids playing with the fire hydrants and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that's a normal thing in other states, but in New York, that was a very big thing, me growing up. And um, I love the New York aspect. Even though I, you know, I was born in Brooklyn and raised in Queens, and this was Bronx, I still love the aspect of that New York culture.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing, that this is just a fun movie. Like, you're not going to come... Anyone who's coming into this trying to judge people's acting and critique acting or even the plot, so to say, this is just... One of those films where you drop your characters in a crazy ass situation and let the characters act it out. And and I enjoy her for that. Zoe Saldana, that is actually the biggest star in this movie, even though she's only in like the first thirty that seconds. That upsets of me movie. though. Um she's so fucking beautiful, bro. Uh her fine ass is only got 30 seconds in the movie. That's hey, a bull. Listen, and you know, she probably got close to a million dollars for that 30 seconds, but uh, no, I'm just I'm just playing. Um, but I think like that like you like you said, I've only been to New York a few times in my life um but when you when you see depictions of new york they got they you know as an outsider it did it did seem like what you see of how new york is depicted but also i love that they get that they got the neighborhood aspect of it right because everyone knew each other and like you said that, that this probably isn't as a, a thing i don't know i wasn't i didn't grow up in new york so i don't know but the thing that, that it's like like he's trying and the main character originally, like this is started about getting a block party to raise funds to keep the bodega open. Like that just that just feels like a good old-fashioned everyone looking out for each other type story. And even the Tony, the guy you the the owner of the bodega, how he looked out for the kids. And he's like, Your mother's gonna kill me if you out here this late. Like, I love that feel of it. But let's get into some into the plot of this movie. Just we've kind of touched around it. Let's give it to it so we can continue talking about it. So overall, this plot goes down with. It's gentrification in a way. And not in a way, it is gentrification. So there's this company coming in that's buying all buying out all the companies, all the buildings and gentrifying what they think they're gentrifying the neighborhood. But it turns out that it's actually vampires buying out parts of the Bronx so that they can make it and build it into their nest so they can live comfortably comfortably. What do you think about the metaphor of gentrification and just that basic plot of the movie? And I wouldn't say that it's a coming of age story because these characters don't really mature any. It's not anything that they learn about them that like helps that they grow up by the or different from the beginning of this movie to the end of this movie. But it it's it it it's I don't know, bro. It's like the Goonies. It's it's so it's a it's a mashup of so many things. What do you think about the plot of the movie
1: overall? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, like in the beginning of the movie, I was really enjoying the movie, but not the vampire stuff. And I was like, man, I really wish if they would have had the same exact plot. You have these three kids, they're friends, and they're trying to save the bodega, mm-hmm. and 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 sort of like um, uh, a day in the life of of kids in Bronx type of thing, mm-hmm. and forget all the vampire stuff. But little by little, the vampire stuff started growing to me because the first, I'd say the first third of the movie, it was very hokey. Mm-hmm. But then towards later on, the vampire stuff became like, actually like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like when they had the uh, the, the girl and then, you know, obviously spoilers, spoiler alerts here. But when the girl was about to, um, you know, go after Tony, that was a pre- that's something you could see out of a, a regular horror movie. Not, mm-hmm. Forget about comedy horror, like a regular horror movie. Yeah. So some aspects were good, the, the chase scenes toward the ends. They did some good jobs with the vampire stuff, but I, I you know, at first I, I thought it was very hokey, the vampire stuff.
0: And it was cheesy. And I think it was meant to be um, the way that it all plays off in the end. Um, what did you think about, like, they, they try to allude to who may be in charge, because at first we think that it's... Uh, shay wiggum's character uh but it turns out he's not even a vampire he's the familiar anyone who watches blaze you know that know what a familiar is um and it's this uh what's her name is her name vivian i get no that's not that's in the in yeah, the movie vivian. yeah yeah in the vivian yes yeah, 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 played by sarah lee yeah, Gadone, sarah gaden who is fucking yeah. beautiful um But she is. And so the kids kind of bump into her. and She just seems like this friendly person around the neighbor neighborhood or whatever that she moved in. And they kind of make you think that maybe she's not a vampire. Maybe she's not part of it. And then at one point we see her in the office with the person we know is working for the vampires. And it turns out she's like the queen or the leader of all the vampires. I get it. They wanted to have some type of fun with it. But you know, overall I would have just wished that we would have just known because when she shows up at the at the mom's apartment and she just is completely turning into a dick and vamps out, it's like, all right, that there was no payoff to to us not knowing that it was her really. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so um from the point from the point we saw her um in the office, obviously we knew she was a vampire. But when we first saw her, when they were the kids were turning the block and they bumped into her, mm. I just assumed like, oh God, here's this really um you know, the typical, like, like ditzy, beautiful white girl in a movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her ass is going to get killed at some point. But then you later find out, and this movie actually got a lot of flack. A lot of the reviews, they have horrible reviews on IMDb. 4.7 on, on um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is like a 58% um, via audience. Oh, no. And a lot of people are, yeah, uh, which, the reason why though is fucking stupid to me, because a lot of people are saying, like, I had too much political undertones and racism. Because if you think about it. All the vampires are all white, and there is no non-minority that is living in Bronx. There's no white person living mm. in Bronx. The ones that are white are all vampires. So, it comes across as like, oh, wh- white people are bad. Like there's kind of political undertone. For me, I didn't give a shit. But a lot of people, you know how they are, and and that's why the movie is getting horrible reviews, which I don't think it it should. Because if you come into this movie not being not taking it seriously, you're gonna you're gonna have a fun time watching it, and. I even thought about this towards the end of the movie. Like I even got some like not again, not the not the vampire stuff, but I even got like Spike Lee vibes out of this. Like it, it felt like a Spike Lee movie um, minus the vampire stuff, just the way the whole movie was put together and the kids and and the urban aspect of it and and just the cultural aspect of it. Um, You know, that that's what I got.
0: Yeah, that goes back to like what I was saying is that it's a it's a, a playoff gentrification because, like you said, all the vampires are white people, all the neighborhood people are are hispanic or black and you know i mean i get where they were going like almost would have wished that they ditched the gentrification undertones and just focused on just the kooky vampireness. some but i you can't be mm-hmm. mad at a movie trying to have heart and they didn't really focus it was one of those things that you notice if you if you if you pay close enough attention there's some people that that may go completely over their heads and that's perfectly fine as well um but you know, the the, the hokeyest thing in this film to me, though, was the special effects that they do with the vampires. And again, I want to make sure that I'm clear that could be by design. The, the way that this film is, it could have completely be that they're like, Oh, we're just going to have fun with it. But the way that the vampires, when they're supposed to move fast and move towards people, it just, it looked kind of hokey to me. But like I said, that may be part of the design.
1: I actually believe it was by design because they're kind of spoofing on vampires. Cause they made a lot of vampire references and, and how to kill a vampire. And they talked about blade and um, so I believe it, it was done. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe it was done on purpose, but um, yeah, man, I, I, I still I, I enjoyed it again. I didn't look at it. as a horror movie. I looked at it as comedy horror, which is what it, the genre it, it's classified as 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 a horror comedy. So I think it was exactly that again, the three leads the three kids the uh, the Spanish kid Miguel and um, the, the nerdy kid. I forget his name and Tyler creator Tyler the creator jr. Those three guys were I think they did all did a great job in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Wait, wait Tyler the creator jr.
1: You know that dude looks like fucking Tyler the creator. Come on, come on! Go back and look at the picture of him. And from the minute I saw him, I was like, "What the fuck is that guy related to?" Tyler the Creator. And by the way, let me tell you what the turning point for this movie was for belief,
0: me. Bro, we don't all look alike. Just i know. didn't say. You
1: we see, you see, this is how alike. I get in trouble. <laughs> now I'm like, now I like just got completely wrecked on Facebook. People already call me racist and shit. Like, what the hell? My dick is black too. But anyway, um, <laughs> hey. um so uh, now for what I was gonna say. Oh. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the point that the, the movie turned for me, because remember, in the first couple of minutes, I was like, I was actually pissed off at you. I'm like, God, I can't believe you picked a stupid movie. I thought it was going to be like one of these stupid hokey movies, which it was, but it was done in a good way. But from the moment the movie turned for me is, I'm like, I literally said out loud, what the fuck? Like, wait, they made Method Man a fucking pastor? Like really? Like of all things, they you gotta love pastor. it, man. I...
0: You gotta love it. Method Man is yeah. popping up in so much shit, bro. He's he. So he's in the the news Power series, Power Book Two. He's in this series mm-hmm. of with the uh, teenage bounty hunters on Netflix that I watch. He's hilarious in that. He popped up in this. He was in some movie that I randomly picked on like fucking netflix randomly uh, it was like hulu just scrolling and he was like the secondary main character it was him and mike epps and i was just like where are the this dude is really popping up every fucking where and he's like his charisma they, you can't deny go ahead did they
1: cancel the show with, with him and um and uh justin bieber's wife that that battle sh- battle rap show what I, the fuck I'm it's called i'm not
0: sure i'm not sure i don't think so either. it's like celebrity
1: it's like celebrity battle rap or something yeah, like that i don't
0: know but uh yeah man I, 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 I method man showing up in this was you know i, I love the casting when it's, somebody's cast as, as a role you didn't expect it. the moment you hear his voice and see him and he's like he has like and the funny thing is because he's not dressed like a pastor but then he had the little white collar underneath he it got the this, collar. yeah it's yeah. a fucking dude's hilarious man
1: and you know they did they did that shit on 100 perfect it's not like method man came and they're like oh you know what i think you'll be a good fit for that role no they're like you're method man you have to be the pastor because it's just the iron, yeah. you know the, you know the irony of it.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, what else in this movie you want to talk? Let's talk about the three leads. So one of the things that I don't think this movie does, you know, we've we, and again, this is this is just us talking it, you know it's not the movie for it. it the movie's only 86 minutes i think if they would have went the 90 99 minute route we could have gotten more of the dynamic of their friendship we really we really don't get much like even though they like the one kid is thinking about joining the gang and the one doesn't like it and he was gone and came back and it didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel it like like for example, a movie like it where you feel the bond of that friendship. I didn't feel it like like that in this one. But it just wasn't enough time. An eighty six minute movie. You can only do. It's a little over an hour. Like you can only do so much. Do you think that 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 kind of hurt the movie at all?
1: I don't think so. And and also like it, you're comparing like a friggin' three hour movie to a, or whatever the fuck it was to uh, you know, hour and twenty minutes, but. Um, I agree with you in that, like, you didn't feel that closeness, but I don't think they cared about that. I don't think it was, it was meant to, to it's just, I don't think they cared about that aspect. It was just supposed to be a very lighthearted thing where, yeah, they're boys. I'm, clearly they're boys. Are they, you know, blood brothers? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Cause you couldn't tell from based on what we saw, but I think the, the director and writer don't really care if you think they are or not. The point is they're just friends. But yeah. I mean, there's little there's little things that you kind of you kind of see that makes you think like, OK, they're close because throughout the movie, they, they had each other's you know, backs for the most part. So you can see there's some sort of some sort of closeness there. So,
0: yeah, for sure. For sure. I think. Uh, Who was your favorite character? <laughs> um, I would have to say Tyler, the creator, Jr. Only because. Yeah. Only only, only because he's the one with the most depth. And not in a movie yes. where not a lot of people have depth, he's the one with the most depth because depth because he's trying to join the gang to help pay pay the bills and support for his family. Everyone else, the, well, the other two kids, like the kid with the glasses, we really don't know much about. It's still by the end of the movie, we don't know much about him. We know that he left, he came back, uh, he was uptight about it, worried about his friend joining the gang. That's all we know. Uh, Miguel, the main character, all we know is that that motherfucker he loves his neighborhood and he wanted to try to save Tony's bodega. But uh, okay. Luis is the one that we know. I mean, Bobby's the one that we know mo- the most about. So that that's probably my favorite character out.
1: Um. Yeah. So for me, uh, my favorite character, and I believe, I believe his name is Andre. It's the two... Remember the two guys that were sitting? They're just like... I don't know. They don't work. They don't do anything. They just sit down in yeah. front of the bodega all day. Yeah. And it, I think one is like Spanish and one is black. It's the black guy. I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell his name was, but I feel like literally everything that came out of his mouth was all comedy every time. Yeah.
0: He's, he's one of those people um, um, it, it was funny. Yeah, he's one of those Instagram. Yeah, actually,
1: stuff. I think I might have looked up his IMDb and I think he did some Saturday Night Live stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah.
1: He... um. Even at the end, when ex- they were like, when the girl was talking shit,
0: yeah, he's been on Saturday Night Live since uh, two thousand seventeen. So hats off to him.
1: Yeah, I remember at the end when like uh, the kids are with the with Vivian and uh, she's like, "Oh, like your piece of this piece of shit hole or whatever," mm-hmm. and then all you is like, "What the fuck you said about the Bronx?" And mm-hmm. uh, you know, just all of his lives were really yeah. funny. So yeah, I enjoyed him. Um, for the three leads, I actually enjoyed um Miguel. I, I know I agree with you. Uh, Um, whatever Tyler the Creator Jr.'s name was, (laughs) had the most depth, but I I enjoyed uh, Miguel's character. But I do think all three of them were were very talented. Um, they haven't done much work. I know definitely the 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 kid with the glasses, he has done the least amount of work of, of three of them, but um, we'll probably see more of them in the future. They they um, you know, they did pretty
0: well, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. It's not a lot to go in depth in this in this movie. I mean, overall, of course they defeat the vampires. Um, one of the one of the funniest scenes, well, not funnier, but one of well, I guess it kind of was. When when they are finally, they're they're gonna take it to the vampires. They go in first, they find the coffins empty, they find out where they're nesting, and Miguel climbs up the thing and he and he stabs one of them and they fall down. I don't know why. For some reason, the whole pacing of that. I was cracking and it's not even the funniest part of the movie. I was cracking the fuck up during it. I don't even think that was meant to be. It wasn't either. It was just the the a it, it was the way the vampire he would stab one, the vampire would like make a loud sound, fall down and then die. None of the other vampires woke up. He got to stab two like that. Before they woke up, it was just, like, and the only reason they woke up is because he dropped the stick, right? Isn't that what happened? He dropped it when he was trying to reach over and stab another one?
1: Yeah, I think they woke up after, like, in the midst of him trying to kill the second one. That's, I think, when they woke it's up. Like, but maybe they're just heavy sleepers.
0: <laughs> and then how, how the end of the movie, I will say this. The the ending kill, how he kills the main vampire by rock. Th- there's no way in hell he was driving fast enough on that bike to where that wooden stick would have went through her heart. There's no way in hell. like like it's supposed to be jousting
1: or some <laughs> shit. That was so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do feel the ending was a bit rushed, but that yeah. plays into the 86 minutes you were talking about. I feel like if they would have gave it maybe another 20 minutes, give me 10 minutes up top and 10 minutes at the end. Yeah. um, Maybe it would have been a little bit better. But again, I don't think they were I don't think they were look. They're not looking to win awards with this movie. They're just looking at put out a quick hit and um, get people talking about it. And um and yeah, I mean, that, I think that's and it's a, it's a Netflix stream, so yeah, I think that that's kind of what they were going for.
0: Yeah, and uh, let's let's say this was not a what movie. studio
1: made this, by the way. Do you know?
0: Um, let's see, it has the the Anything production big? company li- listed as Broadway Video, so I don't know who that I is. I know what the fuck. You that would think is. the fact that they were able to show scenes from Blade that they would have been owned because Blade those movies were made by New Line Cinema, I think. Um, so. I'm surprised that they were given license to show those scenes. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, and I do want to make the point that this movie was not a Netflix. Well, it's listed as a Netflix original because they have the streaming rights. But this was actually filmed, completed, done. And then Netflix bought the rights uh, to this to this film just last month in September. They just bought the rights to this movie.
1: Oh, OK. I got you. I just also want to um, just say um this is freaking weird i've never realized this but in the in the 30 40 minutes we've been recording the IMDb rating literally jumped from 4.7 to 5.1 it's kind of weird
0: yeah that's weird weird um but yeah so i mean would you and we, we these random netflix movies rarely get sequels we, we still haven't got a sequel announced to extraction or the old guard two of probably netflix best original movies but I'll tell you this, bro, I wouldn't be mind seeing I wouldn't mind this becoming like a uh, for the next couple of years. They do this like next year it could be werewolves versus the Bronx. Bring the same kids back. Now it's werewolves coming in the neighborhood or maybe they go somewhere else. I, I would like to see these three. Yeah, kids.
1: vampires versus some other place.
0: Yeah. or No. But see, I want to see these three kids. That's why I don't want to see it necessarily be vampires. I would like to see these three kids and they like every year some something supernatural comes up that they have to face like it could be werewolves. The swamp, like so, something, The creature from the black lagoon. Not swamp I like the lagoon. new Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, like just something like that. To just, just, it's just a fun movie, and this is one of those movies you, for people who have kids. You can pop in. You don't have to. It's not gory at all. I don't even know if we see. No, we see some blood, especially when Tony dies. But it's very minimal blood. There's no gore at all. There's no like guts or anything that you see at all. It's just a fun movie.
1: Yeah, it's a PG. It's actually rated PG thirteen.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Would you like to see a sequel?
1: Yeah, I'd definitely like to see a sequel, but um I would definitely love to see a sequel to answer your question, yes, but I'm so in need of like those I don't know what you call those movies, but those Crooklyn type of movies. And even a movie like this, Mine is the Vampires, I don't know what you call those type of movies, but I'm really thirsty for maybe thirsty is not the right word, but I really would like to 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 see movies like that because I really love those type of movies, and they just like I said, they sit in a very good place in my heart just because I grew up in New York. So um, I really wish we, uh, we we get something closer to that. Obviously, it has nothing to that has nothing to do with this movie, um, but yeah, I do I do think these this trio. They should give them another one to run with. But by the looks of it, if it continues to be this way and they're getting horrible reviews and, and just not good, then I doubt whether we see a um, I doubt whether we see a, a, a part two or a and like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. This movie was filmed two years ago. So these kids are already probably look completely different um really yeah filmed filmed in Why uh, we it till now in or release 2018 it? again this this movie's kind of just been floating around netflix just bought this last month and then put it out on streaming so um the fuck? yeah who knows i mean it's own it was made by broadway video who the fuck knows who these people are bro like who knows man for all we know the studio could have made movie and then then went bankrupt
1: yeah that's weird broadway i don't know but then they're a production company
0: yeah that's that's what's listed as the production yeah
1: that's you know someone done did their shit in the in the fucking basement
0: and apparently they've been around for 41 years
1: what Uh, what do you know what other movies they've done
0: oh let's take a look let's see what we can find uh
1: broadway i've never heard of that wait a
0: second wait a second there we go. So they have they have produced Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2, what? Coneheads, Lassie, Tommy what? Boy, Black Sheep, Superstar. Those are some classics. Mean Girls, Hot Rod, Baby Mama, McGruber. They've okay. They had to be co-productions. Uh, a lot of those were produced with SNL Studios and produced with Paramount.
1: You know what, bro? I wonder if there's some if they have some sort of ties with SNL.
0: Probably, especially with you saying that. Um, uh, Let's see who's the let's see who's listed as the owner, of, the founder. Lorne I don't Michaels. know
1: where you're finding any of this information because I can't find shit.
0: Uh, Lauren Michaels. Yep, he is. Lauren Michaels is the owner of this company, and he is a producer and screenwriter for Saturday Night Live. So it all makes sense. There you there go. There you go. There you have the it.
1: The film bros always connected the dots. <laughs> <for you so laughs> we you don't always
0: find the connections. Well, bro. This has been any, well, ratings. What are we giving this movie? What are our ratings for this movie?
1: So I would say, regardless of what the hell they're saying on, on, on the internet, I would give this movie a six and a half, maybe even a. No, nah, I'm going to, yeah, I'll go with a six. Uh, let's go with six and three quarters, which I feel for this sort of movie is a very, very strong score. Um, you, you, It's very hard for these type of movies to get nines and tens and shit because it's not, you know, it's not really supposed to be serious. So, yeah, I'd give this one a six and three quarters. All right
0: um i would I, it's a solid six for me it's just it'd be different if this was released to like theaters or whatever paid for on streaming i'd fucking rip this movie a new asshole but as it being yeah it's free as part of a subscription i already have fun movie solid six i i i i, I can't see why anybody would dislike this movie i mean granted if you want to go in and, and play uh robert and Eper and just break it down from a complete film school perspective i'm sure you can but Sometimes movies are just meant to just be entertaining, bro. That's all it is. Yeah. So my wife
1: made me promise to tell you this on the air. So this is coming from your sister-in-law, not from me. Okay. But she says, tell CJ to stop picking stupidness for us to watch.
0: Jesus. Okay.
1: I was like, I was like, for real? Like, it was not that bad. She didn't like the hokey vampire stuff. I mean, and uh, let me tell you, she's a huge horror fan, mm-hmm. but her problem is she didn't watch the classics, the Jasons and the stuff like that because her parents didn't really let her watch too much television. So she knows like the, the the millennial type of horror stuff. So when I watch like Jason and Freddy and stuff, she thinks all that stuff is stupid.
0: Oh, well, t- tell her I love her, but she she she's tripping with that one she's stripping with that one good uh have her watch evil dead the remake 2013 remake and get back to me
1: she did watch it she actually liked that because I, I remember i i when i saw that i was like you you're definitely gonna like this one exactly. and i put it on it was she liked that one yeah yeah,
0: yeah that's a great movie the remake uh, but yeah i know we're not re- probably not reviewing it now but i would like watch haunt with her i like i like to see what she feels about Hunt. that I, uh
1: yeah we'll definitely watch haunt
0: definitely yeah. Alrighty, well, that's it uh, for the Film Frequency. JB, go ahead and give them your social media. Let's get the hell up out of
1: here. I can be reached on Twitter, at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1-J-B. You can always check us out also on the Facebook group, which uh, CEO Hayes will get into. And uh, also give them a little rundown on what's to come for the month of October. This is our anniversary month.
0: Yeah, this is our anniversary month. This is also my favorite season. Halloween is my favorite holiday fall is my favorite season this is just a good time all the way around for me so we're going to be reviewing a lot of horror movies uh next up i think we have nightmare on elm street 3 is that what we have up next
1: yeah we're gonna do nine uh, nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors and then um uh ceo hayes actually picked out some i don't know what you we could we could classify those as independent films i don't know what those are really classified so we'll re- as
0: re- reviewing uh damn it what's the name of the host right um and never hike alone. Never hike and alone, the host will it. be doing. Yeah, never hike alone, which is I honestly and not to bury the lead, it's a fan made Jason movie that's better than a ninety percent of the sequels. And then we'll also be doing host, which is a horror film on Shutter that was produced completely over Zoom, uh which I've watched, and it's I really can't wait to talk to JB about that one as well. And then we also have.
1: We also said. Um, We might get to um, haunt, and uh, Blumhouse has like a slew of horror movies coming coming out. We'll do some from that, and then we'll close it out with...
0: With uh, the remake of The Craft, Uh, which I don't have high hopes for this at all, but I just wanted to talk about it from the aspect that it's a new film released in this holiday season. If something else randomly gets released, it may bump Craft out. Uh we did want to have a new movie on there that's released during the season so maybe that gets bumped we'll see when we get to there but as of right now that's the movie that's set to drop as the Halloween special right Yes and so so we we'll, we're, we'll, we're going to launch that on uh, Halloween day Yeah so we'll be we'll be releasing that uh, that keeps going I think we released we've released a movie on Halloween day the last two years Um, that goes back to the film the fear frequency days when we only reviewed a horror movie so uh that's it this has been another episode of the of the film frequency Uh, you can go and search the film frequency on facebook to get in our uh, discussion group where we talk about movies tv all types of good stuff there you can follow me personally at ceo hayes you can follow us collectively at the film bros you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns the film frequency pod at gmail.com we out this bitch peace the beard and bellies out. <laughs>